Okay, so today we're looking at the fourth comic in the Batman Spring issue from 1940. The intro page has Batman on the top of a building trying to hold back the Joker as the Joker tries to stick an axe in him. And Robin's also there, hanging off a flagpole on the side of the building. So the comic starts out with a reminder of what happened to the Joker last time we saw him. He got locked in prison, and then he vowed to escape prison. He also says that he's going to come after Batman and kill him, I guess. Now, you would think that because we haven't seen the Joker in a while, it takes him a while to escape prison. But no. Even early Batman is a bit non-linear, and the Joker immediately pulls out of his mouth his two back teeth, which it turns out were false teeth that held some sort of explosive, just like Batman's boot heels. And he mixes the two explosive things together, and the cell he's in explodes, and at least one person dies in that explosion, you can tell. Later, from the radio again, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson hear that the Joker has escaped. And Dick Grayson says, wow, I can't believe the Joker escaped. And Bruce Wayne responds, I can believe it. He's really smart, so I expected this. He's gonna return and take revenge. Elsewhere in the city, we see a figure in a graveyard, just walking around. And then he comes to one specific grave, and he, like, touches it. And it presumably opens up and lets him into his underground laboratory, which is also a radio station. And he immediately begins using his radio because Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne, who is now sitting in a blue chair, hear over the radio not seconds later that the Joker intends to kill the chief of police, Clamors. And then the Joker signs off with his trademark catchphrase, The Joker has spoken. In the police station, the chief of police, who was just sentenced to death by the Joker, goes, oh no, I need protection. I can't go out or do anything until the time that he said on the radio has passed. And the police officers around him say, don't worry, he'll never get into the police station. But then the telephone rings and one of the guys picks it up and he's all, oh, Clamors, it's for you. Clamors goes over and takes the phone. He can't hear the person on it, so he holds it up to his ear really hard. He goes, what? And from the other side, we just hear, Joker. And the text is all special looking, and the letters are kind of out of alignment. And then the police chief falls over dead. It turns out that the Joker had already gotten into the police station and hidden a poison dart in the telephone. And when he screamed really loudly into the phone, the dart blew out and into the police chief's ear, and he died from the Joker venom on the dart. So now that the Joker has succeeded once, we get to see a montage of his successes. He steals a painting, and he steals another jewel, because the Joker really likes jewels. And then we cut to Bruce Wayne, listening to the radio again. And he hears from the Joker, Tonight, I'm going to go into the museum and steal the Cleopatra necklace. Which is, if you remember, what he was trying to steal in the first issue that he was in. Probably donated by its owner, Otto, to the museum, because he did not want to deal with the Joker anymore. And then the Joker says his classic catchphrase, The Joker has spoken. Bruce Wayne says to himself, I'll stop you from stealing the Cleopatra necklace. The Batman has spoken. Clever switch up there, Bruce. So later in the night, we're in the museum. 
and there are a bunch of police officers guarding the Cleopatra necklace, but little do they know the Joker is already in the museum. He's hiding inside a sarcophagus. And when the time is right, he bursts out of the sarcophagus with a bunch of Joker gas, which he's immune to. And all the policemen fall over, paralyzed, leaving him free to steal the necklace. And he goes over and he takes it, and just as he's about to leave, who bursts in but the Batman? And the Joker goes, Batman, how did you get here? Like he didn't advertise where he was going on the radio. And then they fight for a bit. The Joker is significantly funnier, but not like actually funny. Eventually, the Joker gets the upper hand, and he's able to knock Batman down, and he goes over to the wall, and he pulls out these ceremonial double-headed axes. It's very strange they keep these in the Egyptian section, but what do I know? Takes the axe, and he raises it above his head, and he slams it down really hard on Batman's head, but Batman is able to twist out of the way just in time so he isn't decapitated. Once Batman has successfully not been decapitated... The Joker hears behind him all the police coming up to check on the Cleopatra necklace and make sure it wasn't stolen, the extra police. And he thinks, oh no, I gotta go. So he does. And the extra police come down, find all their teammates poisoned, and Batman lying on the floor. And they're all, damn, we couldn't catch the Joker, but maybe we can unmask Batman. So the guy in charge reaches towards Batman to pull his cowl off. And this is the end of a page, so we get like a whole panel to up the suspense. It's just like an orange background with text on it. It's like, will the Batman be unmasked? And then we can't see under the next page, but if we could, we would see Batman punching the people in the face and running away. That's right, he runs away so fast that he jumps out a window. And all the police officers think he's dead, but after he jumps out the window... He's able to grab, like, a piece of the upper trim of the window and backflip up under the roof. So when the police looked out, they can't see him, and they think that their theory that he is dead is confirmed. So both the Joker and Batman got away from the police that night. The next day, the citizens of Metropolis, I guess, are all up in arms. They're all, why haven't the police caught the Joker yet? What the hell? And there's this one specific guy who's very vocal, Edgar Martin. And this makes the Joker angry. He thinks Edgar Martin talks too much, so he's going to shut him up. And he goes on the radio and he says, Edgar Martin, you're going to die. The Joker is spoken. So Edgar Martin, despite thinking the police are incompetent, goes to the police. And he sits in their station and he says, the Joker is going to kill me. And they say, all right, all right, you just stay here. Maybe play some solitaire. We'll take care of everything for you. So Edgar Martin goes to start playing solitaire, and he shuffles the cards. And while he's shuffling the cards, he cuts his finger on the edge because they're so sharp. And when he goes to play, he pulls out the first card, and it's a joker. And he goes through the rest of the cards, and they're all jokers. All jokers, he screams. Then he falls to the floor dead because the edges of the cards were poisoned. I like to think this means that the joker bought 52 decks of cards that were all the same, then went through and pulled out all the Jokers to make a deck of Jokers. I find that picture hilarious. The Joker's been on Rampage for a very long time, and eventually it gets to Commissioner Gordon, who, of course, talks to his old reliable friend Bruce Wayne about it. He's all, the Joker is tricking us at every turn. We need to come up with a plan. And Bruce Wayne, smart guy that he is, says, all right, here's a plan that I can give you. The Joker really likes jewels. We know this, all of us. We've seen him. 
So what we should do is we should play up the importance of one specific jewel, and then when he goes after it, we'll trap him. I don't know why you need to, like, know where he's going to be. He announces it on the radio, you know, before he does it. But I suppose with this, they have, like, more preparation time. Anyway, Commissioner Gordon thinks that's a great idea, and they start playing up the value and importance of this fire ruby. They publish a bunch about it in the paper, and when the Joker gets the paper, he's all, oh, I want that fire ruby. Kind of seems like a trap, though. Then he thinks about it for a minute and goes, but I really want it, though. Guess I'll steal it anyway. So he climbs out of his secret graveyard radio station, goes to the house of the person with the fire ruby. This person was informed beforehand and agreed to have their fire ruby played up, so they're probably not in the house. Just like the Joker suspected, it was a trap, and all the policemen are there. Gas masks! So that when he shoots them with Joker gas, they're not paralyzed. Unfortunately, the Joker has a brain and decides to shoot them with bullets this time. Even though the police were easily incapacitated, we also have Batman and Robin on the scene, and when the Joker runs up to the roof, Robin is waiting for him there. But the Joker is just a little too fast for Robin to catch him, and he jumps onto the next building. And Robin, of course, tries to follow the Joker into the next building. But as he's leaping onto the roof of the next building, the Joker gets in his way and pushes him just as he's landing, and he falls off the building and into the sky. And he keeps falling down the building until he sees a flagpole, and he's able to grab onto the flagpole and dangle like a couple stories above the ground. So now the Joker has Robin trapped, and he goes down the building so he can shoot Robin from a better angle. And once he's on the ground, he pulls out his gun to shoot Robin. But Batman is also on the ground, and he distracts the Joker from shooting Robin. The Joker has learned from the last time he faced Batman, and now knows that bulletproof vest exists. And he tells Batman this, and then he tells Batman that he's just going to shoot Batman in the face instead of trying to break his bulletproof vest. In a twist of fate, this is exactly when the flagpole that Robin is leading on breaks, and Robin falls through the air and lands on the Joker, and the Joker drops the gun. So now he's free game. Batman beats him up a lot, but just as Batman gets the upper hand, the Joker pulls out a knife and tries to stab Batman. And Batman dodges, and the Joker runs into a wall and accidentally stabs himself. And he finds this hilarious. He laughs and laughs and says, Ha ha, the joke is now on the Joker, ha ha. And then he falls over, and the knife must have been poisoned with Joker venom because he's also smiling. Or maybe he just smiles in death because he's happy. And Batman and Robin are all, wow, that guy's super dead now. But then the police show up and they have to run away. And the police look at the Joker and they say, wow, that guy's super dead. And they bring him to like the ambulance to, I guess, transport him to the morgue or something. But while they're doing it, the Joker wakes up and he isn't super dead. So he's going to be able to continue to be in the comics. Before we close out, I just want to mention this last panel. The golden rules of being a Robin regular. The rules are readiness, obedience, brotherhood, industriousness, and nationalism. And it shows like a little kid helping a man across the street. So if you want to be a Robin regular, you also have to have these five qualities and help old men across the street. Be a Robin regular by being regular, the comic tells us. The end.